On today's episode of Gathering the Kings, I had a huge turn. Like people yeah. just come and go, come and go, come and go. And, and, and that hinders your growth. You're constantly hiring new people who want to experience and that, that stops you. It wasn't until I started like doing this once, once a month, let's get together, let's go bowling, let's go and have a carne asada together when it's summer, right? Yeah. These things bring your family. They people want to be feel part of something, right? Yeah, it's, it's true. Vision. You you treat them well, you 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 celebrate their wins. Not nobody has left after that. Really, every it was person with me. There's actually people want to work, like, yeah, hey, I want to work with you. And that's what you want. Attract people who want to work with you. Yeah. And it's all about culture. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. We've got Cristobal Mondragon here on the King stage. My brother, how you doing? I'm so excited, Chaz. Uh, really been waiting for for a long time to be to, to to see you. When I like I was mentioning, it's it's been a few months when I was, contact, was contacted by the team, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm definitely interested. I'm like, oh, it's until January, so it's been like long four months. Yeah. And, uh, glad that we're here. That's awesome, man. We were talking about that before we hit the recording button, and you're right. It does feel a little weird that you would schedule a podcast four months in advance, but yeah. when when there's incredible guests and. And you're right. My team is good at either connecting or finding, or they find us. And we've got a we've got a pretty streamlined process to make sure we're bringing the best of the best. So here you are. <laughs> yes, I'm super excited, Chad. So yeah, it couldn't, couldn't be a more than today. So looking That's forward. Awesome. To it. Yes. Good. Good. Well, you've got a couple different businesses. I want you to take a couple seconds here. Tell us what kind of businesses that you have. Yeah. So I have two businesses. The main one is my cleaning business. We, my wife and I started the business in 2015, more like a side hustle, really. Yeah. Uh, then it turned into a business and it just kept growing and growing. Right. And, and so it's, we're on our eighth year. And last year I was interviewing a YouTube channel, very random. I was not expecting it. And there's a YouTube channel say, Hey, we would like to learn more about your cleaning company. So I share some tips and tricks, how I operate my business. Yeah. That video went a little bit of viral. Next thing you know, there's people calling me from all over the country that own cleaning businesses like, hey, I heard of the word automation. <laughs> I heard virtual assistants. All these things that were like, right. were like very common. I'm like, yeah. Don't have <laughs> and I'm like, okay. How are you so, doing it without it? <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, I, I kinda, I'm going to put a course together and say they want to be having one-on-ones. Yeah. That course turned into, hey, we want more information because I didn't know. I don't know how to put the dots together. So yeah. like, what about coaching? And so that's what we're currently doing. Essentially, we, we help. Initially, we, I started helping just other cleaning business owners with automations, customer acquisition, and, and hiring virtual assistants to keep the cost low. But that turned into, hey, there's people who open commerce, new people, and no, never done a business before. And I'm like, that's when the coaching program came about. I'm like, okay, I'm going to create a coaching program that can really help you from the beginning stages all the way to really have a, a, an automated business. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you're, you're in 
you're in places doing cleaning and you built teams and automations right. around that. And, uh, and then now you're teaching other cleaning companies to do the same. And you've got uh, courses work and, and, and coaching around that, which I just love because it's the heart of a coach. It's the heart of a teacher, right? Like I did it for myself, but why would I keep all the secrets? And it sounds like you were giving them away way before you started charging, which, which is also another indicator of, of, of a King man. Like you just, you give, right. And then eventually value becomes start. People start knocking down the door going, Hey, no, like I need to, I need to pay you for this. It, it comes back around by itself. It really, you hit the nail on the coffin. Because one, I I was here, like I work from home and this is a funny story. <laughs> so this YouTube channel contacted me back in March of, of 2021. And at the time I was really working just with my head down and my cleaning business because I had recently lost a restaurant two years before. And and I have, and and so I was like, I'm, like, I'm just going to focus on cleaning business. Get out, get out of the hole, like, you know, for myself and, and just, just ignore all the distractions. And then I get an email and say, Hey, we would like to interview. We saw you online and, and I want to see if you would like to share your story. And I, I said, no, because I was so focused. I said, thank you for the opportunity, but I'm really busy and I want to do it. Yeah. And I was still doing actually the cleanings myself with my wife. We had a team yeah. already, but I was still part of the, of the field workers. Yeah. And I'm working now in the, around lunchtime when I'm eating my lunch. Yes. And I'm like, you know what? Let me respond back to them. I, it might, something might come out good out of this interview. Yeah. So I yeah. respond back to them and say, hey, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't want to get an interview. And guess what? Crickets. They don't respond anymore. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you missed the boat. Uh-huh. I missed the boat. So months go by. This is March, August of 21. I'm here just working from home and answering the phone calls, whatnot. And I see a Jeep pull up in my driveway and I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. So I come out and say, like, hey, my name is Paul from this channel, blah, blah, blah. They're like, I'm here for, to do the interview. I'm like, like uh, right now? Wow. And, and I'm like, well, if you where my the company owner from or something, I was not expecting it. So that YouTube video, it's, it, it was pretty, you know, I think that's what made it viral. viral. It was I'm pretty, I was pretty genuine. I was not yeah. expecting it. They're stuck here asking me questions and I'll just peel the beans. Like if anyone out there is, pay attention to that free YouTube interview I get. I give a lot of free game, like really good one. And so, and that's what people got into like, wow, if he, this guy is giving all this free game, if I pay him, like maybe he can What's give the me next level. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that there's a, there's a mindset and we'll, we'll, we'll move on to your story here, but you're making such a great point. I want to make it clear to the listener. There is a, there is, a, there's tons of free value. YouTube, as you mentioned, you can find pretty much anything that you need. And even for someone like myself who curates environments that people pay for, right? With a mastermind group and and I've done sales coaching and I do team training and personality assessments and all kinds of fun stuff that we charge for. And uh, the reality is, is that you give enough away for free. You can give it all away for free, but people still want you or they want the connection or they want the network. There's always another level to go to because you can give the X's and the O's in a course all day long. Absolutely. But then like how they go implement it or the accountability to implementation or perspective to implementation. There's so many things that come up, even if you have the script verbatim, there's just so many other things that come up. So there's absolute value in what you're doing. And, and, and I would say for any coaching program out there, like if, if it's not a matter of pay to play because there's like these doors and hidden and making money, it's like, no, no, no. Like there's, there's just different levels of think. And you want to get into a room where people are willing to pay a certain amount of money to think at a certain level. Would you agree That's with right. that? That's right. Absolutely. 
That's good, man. All right. Well, so let's go back into your story a little bit. You kind of mentioned a little bit, you lost a, you lost another business bankruptcy. Like, wow, you've got a little bit already, a, a kind of a, a, an attention grabbing story. Tell us a little bit about that, how you actually ended up starting the cleaning company. It's always, this is a crazy story. I keep it very short, but essentially I moved here to the States from Mexico in 2004, work my working in restaurants for the most part at the beginning. I didn't know the language, so it was fairly yeah. easy to me to go to a Mexican restaurant and work in a kitchen. Made my way up, became a chef a few years later. And after that, I went to a car dealer uh, looking for an extra job. And they're like, hey, they speak Spanish. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, we'll actually need a salesman. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, that sounds scary. And he's like, no, 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 we'll teach you. And I'm like, okay. Very hesitant. Dealership and one of those beginner looks that, that I guess everybody has when they start something. I, I make a and the guy, the money was like, you know how much you made? And I'm like, how much? He's like $800. And I'm like, you're kidding me. Like, that is like the entire week of the restaurants. Well, like, right. forget the restaurant business. I'm going to focus on, on, on sales. Yeah. So start working on, 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 on selling cars, car dealer. When you have two languages, you certainly have an advantage of you sell more people. And, and so that I was, was really good salary, medical, dental, all you name it, working for a computer. And then my wife, she, she, she's at home gets a job with a cleaning company and it was little very so she's the first one to actually to, to kind of saw the opportunity she yeah. came for a week she's like chris we're having dinner and she's like chris this company's getting a lot of jobs left and right it's not hard it's cleaning we can do this and i'm like no that sounds very cute but it's not gonna happen yeah. and but she planted the seed though yeah. and so for the next days i'm at the dealership kind of like thinking the idea like well maybe i don't have to leave my job i can start building this as side hustle yeah. and i thought if she can make it to three thousand dollars a month on her own why not yeah. so i started hosting at the time i was didn't know any marketing or anything uh, but uh, but what the dealer used to do heavily back in 2012 it was posting cars on craigslist so it was one of my jobs was just posting cars and cars I will take the calls, make pre-qualifications, and then send them to the other salespeople. And so I'm like, I wonder if Craigslist works for a cleaning business. So all I need to do, so I, I, I tried it, and people started. And of course, I made some mistakes. I didn't know how to price it correctly. I didn't know how to do that. You and paid that. some people to clean their house? Is that what you said? <laughs> the first job is so, so funny. We did a move out, and I charged the lady 100 bucks. I remember that. Lady who's coming from Idaho, moving to town. And she arrives, and my wife she was by herself, so she didn't have any help. She didn't finish the house on time. The lady's like freaking out, which she didn't pay us. Left her very first bad review. And I was like, oh, what a great start, the setbacks. And I remember I was, I was upset. I was like, man, maybe maybe this is way out of our head. And let's just, but my wife was like, no, 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 that's just a one-time thing. I'm going to get help and we'll get it done. I'm like, okay. So wow. I got her best friend, which eventually was her first employee. So this is January, right? Making some mistakes and whatnot. I still, the business is under the table, cash personal checks is not a formal business yeah yeah and but i i know i'm getting more and more calls i'm the person taking the calls by march i remember i started putting things in a spreadsheet i didn't have a software crm nothing but i i was creating this the the invoices on spreadsheet so i go and i see like how much have we made because i knew we were pretty busy like twenty thousand dollars by 30 march 31st 2015 wow. my job dropped i was like wow there's money to be made in this industry yeah. And at the time, I already had like eight years working in a car dealership and I was confident in making good money, but I was like, maybe this is the time. Maybe this, this is the opportunity I've been waiting. 
jump off of the boat and then just decided to dedicate to the clean business. Yeah. Takes off. Literally takes off. Very high demand industry. No experience. Very low entry. So next second year, I'm making money. But think about my first business. I'm like just killing it. So I'm like, wow, opening business is not that hard. And a friend of mine who 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 was in the construction industry, he's like, hey, Chris, I fixed this restaurant in Seattle. The owner is actually struggling to pay me back. And he actually told me he wants to sell the restaurant. And I remember you used to work as a cook. So would you be interested in, in partnering up with me and, and open yeah. this restaurant? And for me, I thought it was like, oh, this is God telling me. Here's another one. Take it. Yeah. I didn't think about the location, cost. I was just like inside me, I was like extra confident. And yeah. so I was like, there's no way I can fail this. Yeah. Got into the restaurant. That was 20, I opened in 2016, January 2017. The, the restaurant is, it's paying its bills, but it's not making money. And, and uh, I, I guess I, 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 now I have patience. Back in the day, I wanted to see like, oh, I, I wanted to be just making money already. So I'm presented with another opportunity where I used to buy the groceries and, and the meat. There's this big store where I will get this, my, my the food. They're selling it on payment. And I'm like, this is it. I'm going to get that. I mean, but this time I don't have any funds now. I'm literally just grabbing my credit. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to grab the credit cards. I'm going to buy that business. And because I have now the supplies, the food, meat, everything, yeah. I can buy it all over cost, sell groceries here. And then take the meat from there to the restaurant as well, a better cost. So for me, it sounded like a good idea in plain view. And I'm like, three businesses, this has to work. And didn't. Mm -hmm. It really just went downhill from there. Now I'm not making enough income to pay the bills. I have 25 people on payroll on on the cleaning company, another 12 in the restaurant, and another five in the the store. And every day I would just go and red numbers here red numbers just 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 it was just very overwhelming i remember oh yeah so end up closing the store sold the restaurant really just trespassed it like i remember for twenty thousand, like just just take it just take want it, it. <laughs> and and then from there I, it break broke the two leases so now i'm getting lost from the landlords and whatnot right and it was very very dark moment because for me it was my two kids were about to go to college so yeah. now i'm sitting at home 38 years old. I don't have the energy that I had. I still energy, but I don't have the same energy that I had when I was 20. So I know I'm in a, in a tough spot. No money left in the bank. Lawsuits. I had like a debt of about 250000 in credit cards. I, ha- I owe payroll taxes on all the businesses amounting yeah. to 80000 So it was really, really dark. I thought about going back to Mexico. Like, forget about it. I don't, I don't want to know anything. Think yeah. about moving to Canada. Just nothing. But it was like, you know what? When I went to bankruptcy court, like, hey, you, we're going to let you keep your business, the rest, the, the clean business. One, because there's no assets that we sell service. So yeah. there's nothing they can, take, they can take. Nothing they can take. And I'm like, okay. And that's when I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to grab off of this one thing I have. And I'm just going to put all my effort. The I'm one gonna, thing that's worked. No more businesses. I'm just going to put my head down and just optimize it and make, and make it work. Yeah. Fast forward to pay the IRS, paid everything, got, got out of the bankruptcy. Well, still, you're still on my record. You know, it's the fairly recent two more years and then it goes away. But yeah. it was really like a, a very learning lesson. At the time, I was very, very uh, disappointed with myself and uh, kind of like I'm depressed. Sure. But then I was, I was just telling my wife, like looking back, like, wow, everything passes. As long as you just keep working, just mm-hmm. things get better. 
and have faith, right? I am familiar in God, so I, I truly believe that if you if you humble to him and you ask for help, he shows you. He puts you the right people in front of you. Yeah, yeah. What an incredible story. I mean, there's so many ways that we can take that, but I think just the overwhelming emotion, at least for me listening, I hope the listener probably feels the same way, is just, wow. You hear a lot of stories about the up and the down and sometimes the down, 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 which is what you experienced. And even myself, I've, I've closed a business, hundreds of thousands of dollars gone. Just when you're just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And it's those moments that you said, you referenced it to your faith, having humility. But I think that, yeah, faith, faith, being humble in order to have faith, yes. But those moments themselves will humble you as well if you let them. And so I think that that's how faith, at least for me, has kind of intertwined in those dark moments where it's like, man, am I, am I good enough? Can mm-hmm. I do this? You've got this level of success over here, but then this like tarnish, this black uh, scar. Exactly. Yeah, so I just, I, I think it's real. Number one, I guess my follow-up question to you, obviously we want to know some of the, some of the tacticals. What was, what was a good decision inside of that journey right there? That's led you to where you are, because obviously you've held on, like you said, you kept going, you look back now and you've got two thriving businesses. Mm-hmm. What was one of those moments that you think, man, when I did this, it changed? This is funny. When I started reaching out to coaches, people who already done what you want to do. I, I, in, in, in my country, Mexico, there's no such thing as coaching thing. That actually, I, it's actually quite the opposite. If someone is doing good, they will never share with you how they did it. So I was kind of used to that. Like, oh, nobody will actually share their secrets. Why would they, right? So I always thought, I'll figure out myself. I'll do research. I'm pretty, I have a figure out mentality. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. take my time. Sometimes yeah. it, if you don't pay it, an expert to tell you, you will pay it on time, regardless. 100%. You're paying it uh, one way or the other. Uh-huh. And so I I remember when I was like, I already didn't have the, the restaurant or the store. I was I only had, that's when the judge was like, oh, let you keep the, the the company. And I'm like, this company keeps growing. It's very lean, low overhead. Let me reach out to people who are already doing this for years. So reach yeah. out. I started looking for Facebook groups and... I found a lady, she had a, a cleaning company in Colorado doing 2.5 million per year. When I, when, and then she's, and she's like traveling. And she's like, I start following her. Like she's always in Greece, like in Paris. And I'm like, what? It's like, Why is she doing that? <laughs> doing that? So I, I reach out to her and she's like, hey, yeah, I, I, I pretty much, that's what I first heard about automation. Like, oh, I automate my business. I'm like, How? And she's like, oh, using email marketing at the time, it was just email marketing and, and using software at the time, it was just, she was using Infusionsoft. Now it's called Keep, I believe. And she had this crazy sequence for every lead that came in and you will get nurtured. And I was just yeah. blown. I was never heard of those terms before. Not even at the dealership. They didn't have that. They didn't have nurture. Right. So I was like, I want that. So I paid her and she really share everything she's like this is what you do this is how you convert recurring people focus on recurring customers because that starts accumulating do this do that i have her implemented some of the stuff because some of the stuff it just didn't apply to me sure but that was like sold i'm like wow look at how big of a difference had this small investment made and this is a funny story my wife she charged me like twelve thousand. i was like i'll charge you twelve thousand. So I grabbed it and my wife's like, you're crazy. Here you go again for your, and I'm like, no, trust me. This one is actually going to pay back yeah. very strong because it's, yeah. it's specific for our business. Yeah. And I was right. From there, I started working people. So you start really seeing, uh, not immediate, but you start seeing that now the numbers start climbing back up again. 
Yeah. From there, I'm like, okay, what else can I do? And I start looking for software that will automate more things. I just, just make it simpler. And really live in a very cool era, which is new software's coming up every month. Yeah. And it's just see what's out there that that you you like. There's tons of software, right? But yeah. eventually you get familiar with one, you like them, stick with them, and then just become good at them. And so that was right. That was my thing is just hiring a coach, listen. Don't they get distracted about anything else and just do what yeah. they say. Yeah. That's it. That's what I did. Yeah, that's a coachable spirit, right? Like not only being willing to reach out, but then when you get the advice to actually implement it, even though you said not everything was applicable to you, that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that any successful person would agree with you that there was some point in time in their life where they said, all right, <laughs> I got I to gotta pay to play here. I, I, need, I need some answers. And yeah. I, also, I also love the perspective here. I want to point this out for the listener. Because it's it's exactly why your coaching business, Seven Figure Cleaners, exists even currently is for this reason. Mm-hmm. When you're on the, the way to seven figures, right? It's all about automation, maybe hiring a couple of people. It's, it's marketing, it's sales, it's process, it's client fulfillment, it's understanding your finance. Like a lot of the things that we talk about even on the show, and those take you into the initial one, two, three, maybe even four or five million. That, that like super tactical, practical. And so like, if you're listening right now and you're in that stage of the business, what you need is coaching is exactly what Chris just said. He said, I need to get the exact blueprint. And so if you're mm-hmm. a cleaner, you join his group. If you're maybe a contractor, you join a contractor group, or if you're mm-hmm. in, in tech, you join a, a tech group or whatever. But the point is, is mm-hmm. that you find a coach or a mentor or a group that can give you super tactical, like here's the exact that you need to do. And then beyond that, I'm curious now if if you would agree with this, once you get to that seven figure mark, especially beyond the 3 million mark, it's no longer tactical. It's more high level think, building teams, key roles, more working on the business, leveraging resources, leveraging time, leveraging key relationships, right? Would you agree with that? That's absolutely 100%. You you, you hit it again right in the head because... Once you get to that level of making seven figures, when we, when we reached it, it was, uh, this is funny story, it was right after COVID. So before COVID, we were like 700,000 a year. We're doing good. COVID hits, we actually pretty much stop. But then it comes back around. Right. And then we, at the end of 2020, we did like 1.1 million. I'm like, this oh. is not, this is really good. But then I'm like, okay, what else? I had still a lot of holes, even though I had yeah. automations, I had a way to get customers constantly. I still had things kind of all over. And that's when I heard about virtual assistant. Yeah. And I already heard the term before, but in my case, I was afraid because of the fact that we collect credit cards over the phone. So I was like, I don't know. What if something happens? And yeah, there's liability I, there. Yeah. And so, but I was at the time, like now pretty much doing all the admin stuff, billing, answering phone calls, all this stuff. And I was getting tired. And this is true story. So, so whoever has a business definitely work on this. I'm getting tired. We're making like we're 1.1 and I'm like, maybe, maybe it's time to sell the, the business and maybe let's maybe start getting into real estate or something like that. And uh, I look for a business broker and uh, this business broker, pretty, pretty, pretty cool. His, his name is Aaron. We had a lunch together and I tell him, okay, so I'm looking to sell my cleaning business and we're doing 1.1 million per year. So for me, that number was like very important that for them, like, oh, it's going to give me that or like, or, or one point that or whatever. Right. And he's like, okay, so, so how do you get customer? How do you do that? So pretty, pretty normal conversation. And it's like, so you have like your, your SOPs, everything. How do you have that? It's like, 
Is it manuals? Is it digital? I'm like, I'm like, uh... <laughs> don't have that. He's like, so how do you run it? And I'm like, well, you just kind of like orchestrate everything. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's that's a problem. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's like, because essentially, if you want to sell it, you have to come with the business. Like nobody yeah. else knows how to run it. Just like you need SOPs. And I'm like, what? Well, I have some. And I'm like, no, I'm talking like a like a something like from A to C. A machine. Machine. Literally. It's like, as it sits right now, your business is pretty much worthless. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And yeah. I'm like, nobody will want to buy this because only you know how to run it. They, uh, they would be buying your job, right? And pretty, when someone buys a business, they're not looking to buy a, a job. They're looking to uh, add a business to their portfolio. That's right. So... That was like, wow, let me go work on that. And, and I knew this is when it started, though, because I knew this, it was important years before, but I always just kind of like, yep. whatever. Don't have time, busy. Busy, exactly. So that's when I'm like, okay, in order for me to do all that and still run a business, I need help. Gotta be a, had not, no experience whatsoever when it comes to a home service business, but she used to work in the in the banking okay. credit cards, crowds and refunds. And so I'm like, oh, you used to deal with people and calm them down, work with yeah. them. Yeah. I'm like, you're hired. And then she brings, because she had like corporate skills. She's like, oh, Chris, we should start doing this. We should start doing that. And all of a sudden she's teaching me. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Helping you build and, the business. And then, and then she's like, let me start doing everything. You look, every step that we do, let's just record. And we use Loom. Pretty simple. I used to think like, oh, maybe we need a, a crazy software or Zoom, 10 bucks a month. And just hit record. Everything. Just, and it's there. It's there. And then eventually you, there's nothing all out of your head. You, you can hire people and then they can see it. Oh, God. When that happened, that was when I truly felt like I passed this threshold. Not only did I was able to put the SOPs, everything together it allowed me to step out of it because remember i'm still doing everything now i have a VA that yeah. does everything for me and i'm like oh wow i should have done that a long time ago and i was just <laughs> i was on my own way and yeah. i was like it's crazy yeah. and and so yeah and it was even and when you put sops into that that's when you start now we're reaching like 1.6 million so that's what we did last year 1.6 total and so it, it just everything kind of falls into place yeah, well, congratulations, first off. I mean, to, to do 1.6, first off, less than 9% of all businesses do a million or more in revenue, right? That's why we have this show kind of crux on seven figures and above. But to do it in cleaning services, like I just want to just like highlight that for a half second because I'm, I'm pretty familiar with home services. I, I, I even was on the marketing side of home services for a very, very long time. And huh? the cleaning business specifically, <laughs> it, I mean, first off, there's it's a dime a dozen. Anybody can go grab a bucket and a mop and a, and mm -hmm. some soap. So you have competitors everywhere. Uh, yeah. So building building a brand and building a business in that industry hardly doesn't exist. I mean, you've got yeah. some of the big franchise names and stuff like that, but for the most part, it's it's Aunt Susie or yeah. or Uncle Joe. And, That's right. And so for you to be able to do that, I just want to kind of just give you a second of a limelight there. It's pretty incredible. So in the midst of all that, though, I want to know. Is there a, a, a skill set, or maybe I didn't say that right, a habit, maybe a characteristic trait that you have, looking back in your journey that you've already shared with us, that unexpectedly kept you from success? Mm, it, I, I have the answer. It's is the sales sales skill. Okay. When I was a person, I we all sell. This is something I learned. Like we all sell. 
But when you tell someone like, oh, you have to sell there, you're like, what? Like it's 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 selling is not really. It, this is what I, I I also learned at the dealership. Like it's really not convincing anyone. It's just more persuading in a decision that they already have, right? Yeah. That's what you're doing. And when I when I saw that, I was like, I was afraid. Like I, I was I, I was asked. I, I went to that dealership asking for a job, and I was thinking washing cars, car lot boy, or maybe service department. And when the guys like you speak Spanish, I'm like. He's like, oh, we want a salesman. I'm like, ah, hold on a second. I don't, I, I don't know. It just yeah. sounded very intimidating. Right. I'm glad I, I jumped in because it's not even that hard. It's just meeting people. You yeah. you have to become a good listener. If yeah. you listen, then you can answer them. And they feel trust. They, you connect. You, you feel trust. You have that trust. You establish the trust. And the sale comes. That's yeah. it. And so for me, it was, I guess I would have, I should have done, or I guess start doing more like into sales longer yeah. before. Because I was yeah. used to in a job that never pushed me to do that or meet people. I was very enclosed. Yeah, no, that's huge. I think there's a lot of uh, on a personality assessment, it would it would be like a craftsman, not necessarily someone who crafts things like a like a tradesman per se. But although that still applies, this personality, like you described, is very like linear. Like I, I'm good at this one thing. I don't want to mess with the sales, and I don't want to talk to people, and I'm just good at this. In this case, cleaning or the whatever the service or product is. <laughs> But man, those skill sets you just talked about around sales and communication. Yeah, you got to sell and communicate with clients in order to grow. But but what about your team? You got to be able to communicate and lead people there. And you got to sell them on the vision. You got to sell them on the next move. And you got to sell them on increasing your prices because the value that you have on the back end is worth it. You're you're selling all the time, to your point. It's absolutely correct. Yes, yeah, so even your team needs to be all, all on the same page. This is also what I learned about creating a company culture. And the dealership, when I work in, they didn't have a company culture. They were like, everybody just up for themselves. So yeah. when I had my business, like, as long as you just pay them, they should be fine. No, I had a huge churn. Like, people yeah. just come and go, come and go, come and go. And, and, and that hinders your growth. You're constantly hiring new people who want to experience and that, that stops you. It wasn't until I started like doing this once, once a month, let's get together. Let's go bowling. Let's go and have a carne asada together when it's summer, right? Yeah. This thing, bring your family. They, people want to be feel part of something, right? Yeah, it's, it's true. Vision. You, you treat them well. You, you, you celebrate their wins. Not, nobody has left after that. Really, every it was person with me. There's actually people want to work like, yeah, I want to work with you. And that's what you want to attract people who want to work with you. And yeah. it's all about culture. Yeah, it's a king mindset, right? Like we, we on this show, we talk about this transition from warrior to king quite a bit. But this mindset that you just described of changing the focus to transactional and just getting what you want or kind of just getting the deal done or getting to the next level, just very transactional, is mm-hmm. that we have to go to a place in our thinking where we serve, right? And and it doesn't, it's not about me anymore. It's about them and it's about their family. And it's about me curating an environment where they want to be and where they want their family to be. Because then ultimately what that does is it solves my hiring problem. It solves my bad experience, bad reviews with my client problem or whatever it is on the backside because I've taken good care of my people. But the mindset has to change first. It has to be servitude. It has to be as a king. I don't, I don't just demand I'm, I'm serving, right? And that, mm-hmm. that seems backwards sometimes, but I think it's becoming more and more widely accepted. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, 100%. But you, you have to be, have, be able to give, really be share and then be open. Like, again, if you become a good listener, you, you will go very far. A lot of people just really talk, 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 but they don't like, and then they're very hardcore, like, hard-headed, yeah. and they don't listen. Like, if you listen and then 
you you understand how people attitudes and whatnot, and you 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 become a people person. You know how to talk to each different person. So you have to be a good listener. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, inside of this cleaning business and or coaching business, I want you to think about both for a second, and I want you to tell me what the most important trackable number is. The KPI, the one thing that you could only track one forever and ever. What would it be for you? Well, if I talk about my business or like cleaning business or any home service, I guess the one KPI that I always have at the top is just the recurring customers, right? That's something, the more recurring customers, that means more money, that long-term value. And we uh, we track everything. We do one-time one one service jobs, one-time cleanings, recurring, Airbnb, office cleaning. And uh, for me, for me, the bread and butter has always been the recurring customer, right? Yeah. They just pay you. And then they're happy with the service. They don't, and and that little by little, it's it's this is crazy. You don't need to have thousands of of customers to have a million dollar company. In our case, cleaning industry, the average ticket price is two hundred and twenty dollars average. That's for every home. If you get two hundred and twenty people to buy service every two weeks, you have your million dollars. So when you see it, that was like anybody can get 220 people. Anybody yeah. can do it. It, just, it takes a little bit of time, but with the software that's out there, the marketing channel that we now have that we didn't have before, you can get there very easy. Yeah. I love the the goal, but then also just the reverse engineer. I do the same thing with all of my targets. And and I think people just need to hear that sometimes. There's there's people that I've followed for years that kind of break that down and you go, okay, well, what's a million bucks? Well, it's a million dollars one time. It's 83,000 a month. It's you, And you can, however you want to break it up. Uh, hi, it just makes it so like, no, like, oh, it's like a million dollars. You're something like, there's no way I want to be able to reach that. Yes, you can. All you just need to do is break it down and then see how, what do you need to do? So yeah. very achievable. Yeah. I love that. What book would you recommend, Chris, for a business owner trying to, trying to grow? Oh, the very last one I read is a hundred million offers by Bermosi. Yeah, I, yeah. I've, heard, I've read all the books, right? That they're pretty good when it comes to marketing, right? Yeah. And the that book, he, he, the way he explains it, I, I think he applies for any business, any business. Yeah. So for me, that would be the, the, the number one for now. Yeah, it's an incredible book. I've gone through it a couple of times. And, and the last time I went through it, I was a little bit more detailed and actually followed it along. It's funny, one of the coaches that that I spent a lot of money with is friends with him. <clears throat> and I've tried to get that that joker somewhere near me and pay, pay to have a lunch, speed, speak at an event. But he, from what I understand, he's pretty much cut off all that. And he's focused on growing his portfolio and, and maybe one day, maybe one day I'll, I'll be able to grab his attention. So, yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's pretty, pretty smart dude. And the way he put it into the book, I was, I enjoyed it. I was like, that's very actionable. You can do that. And so, yeah, I, I think that is a, a must have. And, uh, and then I think the other one will be the, uh, the compound that really applies to, you know, what I said, use little changes, 1% better every day. Yeah. Keep doing it. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and I think that one for any business owner is it compounds over time. It's been, it does. Yeah. It's better. the, like you said, the purposeful, I love that word that you just used. I was thinking actually about this this morning when I was working out and it's like a lot of times entrepreneurs kind of similar to what you did. We, we get our business up to a certain amount, 500 K a million, 2 million. And we go, you know what? I think I'm done. <laughs> I've run the race. And really all it is, is that we've, we've just gotten bored with the current process or the current thing. And, and we're, we're, we're a little bit hop, skipping and jumping and trying to figure out what the next shiny object is. And, yep. and, and, and I can relate to that, but I guess the solution for me in the moment I was thinking about it this morning while I was working out, actually, it was 
man, if I, if I build something sustainable, right. And these are some of the words that I've started to use over the last probably four or five years of just, I don't want to just all of a sudden, right. Like I was thinking I bought my first business when I was 24. I had Mm. seven locations by the age of 29. I went from zero to 5 million in about three and a half years and 65 employees. And it's like, wow, I could, I could have a shining star next to my name, any which way you want to shine it. Uh But it's like, as shiny as that is, and as cool as that sounds, there was a bunch of stuff in that that was like really painful. And so when I think about building something sustainable, one that's going to be around forever, and it doesn't stop at 5 million, it stops maybe at 50 or 150 or 500. I don't know. Like, it's just it's just another layer to think, in my opinion, the sustainable and, and something like that doesn't happen overnight. It's okay. it's something that you build on over and day in and week out and month in and, and year out. And so I just love what you're saying here. The purposefulness of that. It's also like a stick to Like, no, yeah. like this is what I want. I'm going to think bigger and mm-hmm. I'm just going to like methodically just continue just to boom, boom, yeah. boom. I'm going to go after it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, I guess for me, it was really what made the difference. Like I could just walk away and say like, let's go back and I'll get a job and forget about all these. You uh, leave the country. Problems. But no, I was like, just, I'm going to reach out to experts. I'm going to apply what they tell me. I'm going to shut up and listen. And then it's going to do. And I just keep working on that. And then when you look back, you're like, wow, such a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great perspective. What do you think about intentionally networking or masterminding with other entrepreneurs? Oh, I love it. I think everybody should do that. I, 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 it's funny. I don't know if the like the new generation, they're very socially shy. My kids are shy. I'm like, I'm sure. not shy. No, ever. Like they see me like I talk to them. When we go to the mall, everybody knows me like, hey, and I'm like, God, like everybody knows, like it's just it's good. It's like you need to connect. You need. Yeah. You don't never know who's gonna who's gonna help you to get to the next level. You don't. That's you, right. You keep to yourself always. You're never gonna meet anyone. Yeah. And but it's not. I don't know. Like just like a kid. Like no. I'd rather just shut up. You know, like yeah. I don't know. I think it's important to have to do networking. You meet yeah. new people. You meet new cultures. You yeah. understand better everything and then the opportunities are out there i remember what i i heard this but it's like somebody else out there has your millions you just gotta find it that's right and, that's right mm-hmm. yeah even if it's in a collaboration like i've had a lot of people ask me about the show here it's like well how do you monetize your show i'm like i i don't i guess <laughs> i mean like let's be honest like i feel like we add a ton of value and so i've had lots of deals and and even clients mastermind clients that have come from Guess right? They're like, hey man, this is really I want to be part of this. But but I get to meet cool people. Like it was the networking thought or the I need to build relationships thought initially. I want to help entrepreneurs thought. And so I just want to I want to echo what you're saying for the listener here is that it doesn't have to be a podcast, it doesn't have to be a networking event, but somehow, some way, you got to start shaking hands, introducing yourself because that's how deals get done, or that's how relationships get formed, that's how new opportunities come to your point. And um or, or maybe not even new opportunities, just a new client for your current business that you're super dialed in on and focused. That's mm-hmm. how, that's how you grow a brand is, is, is that you open yourself up to be able to serve other people. And so you can't do that if you're, like you said, tucked in and by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta meet people. And it's just, I think you just, I don't know, for me, it's just like part of the human nature. Just that's what we're, you know, we, we're wearing groups and we like to be close to other yeah. people. And so yeah. it's just our nature. Yeah. Atomic, ha- Atomic Habits. James Clear, he talks about this as far as like joining a group. And he specifically says, you join a group of people who are like you, who have the habit that you desire. So 
the, the, the habit of the group, the collective is mm-hmm. what you desire. And so when you step into that identity, that group identity, especially if there's someone like you, like, for example, your coaching group, you help cleaning companies. So if I'm a cleaning company and I'm, mm-hmm. so I'm going to join this coaching program where other people are like me and they have skill sets or habits or disciplines that I desire. Now, my personal identity that I desire has now been brought in or morphed into a group identity. Same thing for gathering the Kings, whether you're a seven or eight figure business owner and you're out there, it's, it's like, you're a lone wolf. You're kind of, you've been doing the thing you've been grinding down the way. Like you have connections and relationships, but no one that you can really like talk business with, like really, really strategize and go deep with. Right. That is and I'm, I'm, I'm taking your smile as a like, yep, yep. Yep. Cause I've been there. We've all been there. And so when you join a group of people that are like you, and then have the same mindset of like, I want to go to the next level and I don't know exactly what you're going to give to me, but I'm going to bring my best. I know mm-hmm. freaking John's going to bring his best. Matt's yep. going to bring the next level and freaking all of us together. It's just like, man, if, if, if it doesn't go up, I don't know where it's going. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. No, you hit it up right in the head. Just me, all the people, other people that want, like you have something in common to talk with business. What can you offer to the group? And then also help each other. Really just, this is where the ideas form and then the you know, businesses are born. Yeah. I want to give an encouragement to the listener who is, has maybe heard about your coaching program and they need to, they need to join it because they're a cleaner. Or if they are looking for a coach, like you suggested to them earlier, I want to give them one last little piece there from atomic habits, because it's the last little piece that he talks about when it comes to groups. And that is even once you've achieved the habit that you desire, you stay in the group because it's the best way, the tribe effect to keep it, to make it Mm -hmm. a lifestyle, to to then help other people be able to do the same thing, which is exactly what you're doing with the coaching program even, and which is king mindset. It's eventually you mature in a way to where, yeah, you get value for sure. But a lot of the value that we get as kings is how we give. It's not advice that someone tactically gave to me. It's how do I pour out and actually help another person, which then gives me more than probably I could have gotten from like quote unquote advice. Would you agree with that? 100%. You're, 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 you're right. Spot on. Good. I love it. One last question here for you. Actually, I got a couple. One, one question about, about family. Gathering the Kings is on this, on this new journey here with, okay, we're hard after our business and, and we're high performers, like I just explained. But like, I'm also a dad. I'm also a husband or a spouse. And so it's like these, these dynamics, it's not one or the other or the, a balance of the two. Like I want to go hard after both of them. So tell us, how have you done that? How have you... How have you gone hard after marriage, family, and the business at the same time? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly a little bit of a challenge because a lot of times the, the the work or the company actually sucks you in a lot of your time, yeah. and then it's like your your family, just uh, your kids, they're not getting the time that they need. And for me, it was like, you know what, I need to find a balance. And the restaurant, out of that, you know, bad business, what what we end up is actually working on on our time as a family. So, for example. Every Sunday, we in the morning, hey, so we get to we let the kids, hey, what do you guys want to go next week or whatever? So we let them choose, hey, even though we're, we're busy, you guys also have decisions at home. Where would you like to go? And then we all, Sunday's just family day. It's just nothing job. No, we don't talk about jobs or anything. It's just family. And then we let our kids also share their, what they want. They, they have something. For me, that's what's been the difference, just being able to also listen to them. When we had the restaurant, we had to be clean. This, it was just a lot of things going on, and we didn't have time. And so we just worked and worked and worked. Got rid of that. I'm like, no, this, that was not the way to do things. Let's yeah. have also family time. We go Sunday, go to church, 
come back, we have a breakfast, then we go hiking. We just always do something together. And so that's how I handle it. It's just one day dedicated for them and, and I just listen to them. Yeah. I love the listening aspect, especially since you've got some older kids, uh, young adults really, but yeah. they they, they become their own and it's no longer yeah. parent, like a, like a dominating force, but more of a guide. And, yeah. and you can't do that very well if you're not listening. Mm-hmm. No, no. And, and so you know, yeah, you'll see kids, they all have their own different worlds of how they see the world. And, uh, but you tell one, you might not resonate with the other one. So, so yeah, you gotta be able to listen and, and see what, what you need to do. There's work there for sure. Chris, I got one last question here for you. If you could whisper in the younger Cristobal's ear, uh-huh. what would you say? Learn English. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, this is for the story though. When I, when I first moved here, I was not expecting to stay here in the U.S. So okay. um, I had recently married my wife and I was 21 and she, she, she also was 21. And um, I moved here thinking, oh, I'm just going to work two day, two years, make enough money, go back so I can finish school. Yeah. And, um, and because of that mentality, I'm like, I don't even want to learn English. I'm just going right. to. I mean, I'm in and out. That's it. Well, that two years turned into four and then five and then six. And all these years, no English whatsoever. I was living, limiting myself a lot, like a lot. And, and that's when I'm like, I need to learn it. I really need to learn it. And so when, when you know, like just one hour a day in college and then watching movies with English subtitles all the time. And when I started feeling confident, right. And I got to the opportunity of selling uh, cars and I was able to speak both. I was like, Dude, what did I, what have I started doing? What have I, I been sh- doing? Yes. So I'll say learn English as soon as you get like you, you, whatever country where you're moving to here or whatever country, yeah. just if you explain, learn the cultural, embrace it. And uh, that, that just opens doors for everyone. In my case, I would say go back and definitely learn English. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that the, the, I guess the deeper principle is to, to not be stubborn, to, to, to operate at the maximum potential that you can. I'm going to flip that, flip that answer that you gave to me on its head for just a half second, because obviously in America, yeah, we speak English, but Spanish is is a close second. Yeah. And so would you recommend that if someone's listening today and they've been like thinking about learning Spanish, would you say it's just I, as powerful? Absolutely. If you, you, yes. In the, on the other side of the line, you, if you speak Spanish, you have so much more opportunities out there. As far yeah. as like, if you want to find employees, there's a bigger pool for you. You, you actually, uh, your customers out there, right? If you're going to sell a product, if you speak both, it just it just doubles really it's just the spanish are the second like the biggest minority a second biggest minority or something like that but you know we're in this growing every year it's just growing growing more people more people so i think spanish is a skill everybody should learn now yeah. it just doesn't hurt and and it's certainly when not only other countries south america it certainly helps you you get to enjoy better better That's things. right well i'm gonna i'm gonna dig deep to my uh my sixth seventh eighth and ninth grade years where i was carlos in the classroom, okay. <laughs> and uh, Senora del Porto in Columbia, Missouri, taught Carlos how to speak Spanish. Well, uh-huh. may, may, maybe not very much, but I appreciate you <laughs> giving no, that they- perspective. It, it it's real. It's real. Let's just be honest. So I think that uh, what we're really talking about is adding value, not only to ourselves, but those that are around us. And when we, when we add skill sets like that, it does literally nothing but add value. And so I appreciate your perspective. I want to know, how can the listener find you? So number one, if they're just a business owner, they want to reach out, pick your brain. Maybe they're a cleaning business specifically, and they need coaching. How can they find you? 
Absolutely. So they can go sevenfigurecleaners.com. They can book a call with me. I'm just a demo. I all is no. I'm no. I'm don't give harsh speeches to anyone. If anything, I just want to listen to what the situation is, and then and I show them what the program looks like. And if they want to be part of it, they can make the decision. So sevenfigurecleaners.com, or they can also find me at cristobalmondragon.com. Love it. And I'm sure that we'll put all those in the show notes as well, but I'm sure that people will take you up on that to be able to connect. And because, man, you've got an incredible story and some, some moments where you've been able to claw out. And so I just appreciate you being here. I appreciate your time, your willingness to serve, your king mindset, and uh, blessings you. on your team, your your family, your business for all of 23. Thank you for being here. Chas, same as you, my friend. God bless uh, you and family. And then thank you for having me. I really enjoyed today's talk. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1,000 kings, specifically who are grateful but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.